Thank you for tuning in. And welcome to this long-awaited episode on how to lead positive change, which builds on several recent episodes, but can also stand alone as a conversational tool to help you understand more about what it will take to move yourself and your team and organization forward in this new era and any other era of great opportunity and change. So without any further delay, let's do it. Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. So now, this long-awaited episode on how to lead positive change. Preempted the first time for episode 95 in order to focus on the logical as well as the opportunity and cost side of change, and then preempted a second time with episode 96 in order to focus on the urgency and the leadership must-dos to get us to this point. The point of actually moving forward to lead positive change in our teams and organizations. And I want to talk about this in the context of what I see as the top five reasons why leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change. And do so because leading positive change is as much about emotion for both us and for all others affected or involved as it is about having a viable game plan to do something great. And I want to help prepare you and your team for what it's truly going to take. With that, I'll list the top five reasons why leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change and then walk through each. Number one, Positive change is hard. Number two, it makes us vulnerable. Number three, it requires both a vision and an argument. Number four, it requires both discipline and dedication. And number five, it requires coaching and support. So number one, it is hard. Leading positive change is hard in crisis mode, and it's hard in non-crisis mode but for different reasons. In crisis or true disruption mode, it's often easy to get people to move, but what's harder is having done the critical and strategic planning to know exactly where you need and want others to move to. In non-crisis mode, especially when the going is good, getting people to move is what's harder, which is why I wanted to preempt this episode twice to talk about the opportunity, cost, urgency, and logic. No matter the circumstance, however, and even when a change has merit, like it does with leveraging technology and or establishing a new vision, there's always a defined change cycle and sequence that all people affected by any change must work through. The change cycle includes denial, resistance, exploration, and then acceptance. But the timing and the individual transitions 
for each person involved is different. The change cycle also lags within organizations and needs to restart every time more people or people groups are brought in and asked to buy in. As once the leaders in the leadership team have worked through the cycle and are committed, it starts all over again once we bring in the managers. And then a third time, once you roll it out to the next group, and this continues. Also, depending on the nature of the change, there may be elements of the grieving cycle, including anger, bargaining, and depression, some of which may be tied to fear and or loss of either formal or informal status as a result of the change. And as a quick side note, as I was preparing for this episode, I went back and re-listened to episode 27 on change management essentials for normal times and now with my friend Tammy Jordan. And two things occurred to me. Number one, she's fantastic. And if you would like to understand more about the change cycle and what I just mentioned, it's a must listen. And I'll make sure I include links in the show notes to this episode. And number two is that I didn't realize just how much I think I channel Tammy when I talk to leaders and leadership teams about change, change management, and change leadership. Okay, so that was reason number one why leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change, because it's hard. Number two, in terms of reasons, is that it makes us vulnerable. And it does so for three reasons. Number one, doing different, especially during times of busy or good, is almost always controversial. It may be less controversial and less likely to trigger criticism if we effectively lay out the case for the needed change, which I'll also be sharing more about. The second reason why leading positive change can make us vulnerable is that investing in a better future almost always requires some level of trade-off or sacrifice today. And it's always going to be easier, both physically and emotionally, for most of us to stay on the current path of what's familiar. But as we know from the stigmoid curve, staying on the same path for too long eventually leads to a peak and a decline. The third and final reason I'll share for why leading positive change can make us vulnerable is that doing different often means we don't have the full answer, which in some cases may require heavy doses of both confidence and humility to share the need and receive feedback as well as receive the initial waves of denial and resistance. It may also require leveraging our built-up social capital and trust reserves as we work to achieve buy-in, and may also require the courage and or the use of resources to bring in any needed support or expertise to help us to figure out the rest of the answers as we move forward. Number three of the top five reasons leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change is that it requires both a vision and an argument. We previously, in episode 96, talked about the need to establish a clear and compelling vision with true opt-in. And what I mean by argument is having both the willingness and effectiveness to repeatedly lay out the case for why the change is needed by effectively presenting and talking through the issues and opportunities, as well as the different options and their pros and cons, and specifically accounting for and articulating the costs of inaction or for maintaining the status quo, all of which we've talked about in previous episodes. 
the number four top reasons leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change is that it requires both discipline and dedication to progress through all the waves of denial and resistance and to proactively reward and incentivize exploration, acceptance, and long-term success, and to invest while the going and the growing is still good, requires both discipline to consistently and effectively communicate what we're doing or trying to do and why, and dedication to proactively dig into and allow the natural denial and resistance phases, while also sharing stories of wins and lessons learned to celebrate early progress and encourage continued development. And there's also the discipline and dedication to have the difficult conversations to root out, deal with, or move on from any naysayers who may be purposefully causing damage or holding the team and organization back, while also holding space to listen for insights or objections that can lead to even better change. And so lastly, Number five of the top five reasons why leaders and leadership teams struggle with leading positive change is that it requires coaching and support. Everything I've spoken of is most often draining, both physically and emotionally, for leaders and leadership teams. Leading positive change is a lot like leadership done well. It has little to no short-term return on investment. Let me say that again. Leading positive change is a lot like leadership done well. It has little to no short-term return on investment. There's most often a big long-term return on investment, but near-term, some form of safe zone for leaders themselves to talk about all that I've outlined, to strategize, and to see and work through blind spots and new approaches, and to get our cup filled, is a huge help and encouragement to keep us on track whether that be peer-to-peer -peer or through an outside resource, all of which I've experienced myself in the past and see all the time now in my executive coaching and strategic advisory work. So as we conclude, the amount of change before us is massive and the disruption is real, but we don't need to be overwhelmed by it. In fact, we should be encouraged by it. And the opportunities before us to better control our fate as technology and knowledge continue to democratize. And as I first heard framed up by Christopher Lockhead, our better future is not like the weather. We don't and can't just show up to it. We need to make it happen. Our world generally and specifically is the way it is because someone in the past changed the way it was. Yes, leading positive change is hard. Yes, it makes us vulnerable. Yes, it requires both a vision and an argument. Yes, it requires both discipline and dedication. And yes, it requires an appropriate level of coaching and support. But our best opportunities are not just waiting on us or for us. We need to see, seek, and seize them through well-timed, well-designed, and orchestrated actions all of which starts with leadership and our quest to lead positive change. I hope this episode has been helpful to you, especially in the context of the last several I've released, all of which have ties to my new and upcoming book related to redesigning work for greater team success. So until our next episode, 
Please reach out to me with any comments or questions, and please take care and stay safe. Well, that's a wrap. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to and rate this podcast on iTunes or whatever platform you listen to the show from. There are links on my website and in the show notes to do so. And please also share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. It really helps to continue to get us established, and I truly appreciate that. And it also helps to get the word out to others so that together we can collectively grow and positively impact the lives of others, both inside and beyond our organizations. For joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.